You are listening to Bethel Atlanta Chats. I am your host, Kevin Kuntz. And I am your host, Rachel Kuntz. But before I am your host, I am his wife. And I am her husband. And I'm all happy about that. I'm the luckiest Thank you. man on the planet. No, I, I, well, I'm the luckiest girl on the planet. There it is. So thanks, babe. <laughs> I appreciate you. I'm glad I have you. So tell them why we're here. What are we doing? We are here because people rock my face off. And we are super excited to basically just introduce you to some of the really wonderful, rich, beautiful people in our congregation. Yeah. And there there are so many unsung heroes, so many people who are in our body that are just, they're running after God with all of their heart and they're seeing so many things, um, so many testimonies and things happen. And we want you guys, we want to, we want you guys to hear the good news. Like we want to hear what's happening in our body. You know why? Because Jesus is marvelous. He's absolutely sweet and he's kind and he's patient and he's beautiful and he's on the inside of people. You know, part of our Bethel uh, culture is to have family. And how do you get to know people in a family? You sit down and you have dinner with them. So my encouragement to you as you listen to this podcast, <laughs> go get you a TV dinner, get you some takeout. Do not get you a TV sit dinner. Sit down and listen to these stories because it is a feast, I promise. They are bad for you. Get you a salad. We are super excited to have in studio today, David and Tracy Murray. Hello, people. Hello. Good evening. Hello. 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 We're so excited to share you with our community. You people are wonderful people. We love you. We just get it out up front. You Mm. need to know it. Yes, you are greatly loved. So um, (laughs) recently, you you guys have accepted um, the youth, uh, the volunteer youth director's position here at Bethel Atlanta. Yes. And so we wanted to just give you guys a chance to share your hearts and Tell us how it's going and, and let us know what's happening in the youth ministry. Okay. You want to go first, Rick? I think you should start. All right. <laughs> You're awesome. a good starter. <laughs> so, so we took this position with the, with the desire to want to love on the children that are in our community, that are in our church. And I felt that being a part with you, with the, with the younger youth, that it was time to step up to the older youth and just continue to follow them through the whole process of what we're all about and how we can love each other and move on with that. And it's just been a blessing so far to this point. Well, let's fill that out and give a little background. I'm again, Rachel Kuntz. I'm the children's director at Bethel Atlanta and David has been volunteering in kingdom kids for longer than I've been there. So tell us a little bit about that. You were with a particular age. So I was, I actually started with the the second and third graders, and then as they grew up, I went to the fourth and fifth graders, and then I somehow got stuck in that position. I never got to go any further, which was totally okay. Um, I got to stay with them, but I, so then the second and third would always look forward to coming to the fourth and fifth, and so I just got to keep seeing kids, and we have, I have done this personally for, I want to say six or seven years with that age group of the fourth and fifth graders. Um, and I've always had the calling to help kids and be with kids based off of historical issues, um, past per se. Um, so it's just been fun just to watch this journey of what God has taken me into and just put, 
I don't know, maybe hundreds of kids so far that's just come through. It's just been awesome. Oh it's just been awesome to do this. Boy, when those numbers come to mind, is it staggering? Are you thinking, oh my goodness, really? Over that long, that, those years, that's hundreds of kids. That's a hundreds of kids and hundreds of donuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because the backdrop of that is because I bring donuts all the time on on Sundays um, at church. And David. so they just it's a backdrop from that. You just identified yourself. So people who did not know David and Tracy Murray were like, oh, the donut man. Yes. <laughs> yes. My kids love that man. Well, the I with the donut ministry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I can attest you're you're amazing in Kingdom Kids, and so we were thrilled when they asked you guys to do youth. Tracy, was that out of left field, or were you guys prepared? <laughs> Did Jesus give you the heads up? Or were you like, what? You guys want us to do, huh? <laughs> um, I'm the one that's going to think through things. And ask a hundred million questions. David is the one that's going to say yes, let's do it, knowing nothing. So it it initially hit me out of left field, but then I asked a hundred questions, and those hundred questions just revealed the truth that that is what David is called to. Like I've known that our whole marriage, kids are always drawn to him, flock to him, um, and. I think what's neat about David is that he actually didn't grow up in a youth group. Like where I grew up knowing the Lord and grew up in a youth group, like that's not his story. So it's almost like this is his first youth group experience, which is really fun to watch him leading them and having as much fun as them at the activities and, and the worship and all the things we're doing because he's getting to create what he didn't even experience as a kid. And I think it just, that offers something really fresh. Like he's not the person that grew up in that environment and just reproducing a youth group from when he was a kid. He's, it's just really fun. So for me, the yes was just, this is who my husband is. So it is a no brainer. We are going to say yes to this. Best story ever. Okay. So there are two particular kids that flock to you. Can you tell me about those? They look just like you do. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have two kids. Yes, we have two kids. So, Well, we have more than two kids, but we have two that are in our home that we're raising right now. Um, Sierra is in the um, fourth, she'll be in the fifth grade and Isaac is going into the sixth grade. So I think the hardest part for me when he said, Tracy, this is a no brainer. We're, our kids are going to be in middle school. And I was like, wait a minute. Our kids are in middle school. Like it, it forced <laughs> it forced me to like jump into the fact that they actually are in middle school, and yeah. um, so I've been homeschooling and raising them and staying at home um, and love that part of my life. But it really it is it, it's really fun to add to add this to our life. We have three adult children as well, which I think. Um, is, is a really neat thing that we bring to a youth group as well as we have grandchildren and we have a 28 year old, 25 and 23 and we have six wow. grandkids. So we've, we've lived a lot of life parenting with a lot of ages and a lot of different experiences. And so I know for David and I, we both see that as a, as a high value coming into leading the youth and, and working with parents and kids and nobody would disagree rich that's what i'm hearing super rich well i think everybody would agree the donut man one of david's most outstanding virtues would be joy it's an awesome spiritual gift (laughs) spiritual fullness you are so super fun but i have a question i want to ask david first and then i want to get your take on it but what would you identify your precious wife's like main virtue i'm totally putting you on the spot (laughs) 
totally thinking of one too. When you think Tracy, because when we think you, we think fun. He's having so much fun with the kids and, and there's a lot more to you than that too. But when you think Tracy, what is it in your opinion that Tracy is bringing up? In my opinion, I feel that Tracy's bringing just a matter of passion. Like I've never met someone so passionate about anything or anyone. And when she sets her eyes on something or someone or just a group, it doesn't matter. It can be a group. It can be individual. It could just be something. She gives it everything she has until it could either be transformed to godlike or transformed to just be like just to help them or just to be a part of them and just she just gives every every sense of passion that she has she gives it all like she does she doesn't hold anything back like she's an open book yet honest and sincere and just caring and giving all the time and that i just don't see it too often in people unfortunately but i mean it's one of my wife i would say that Mr. You just said it to so many people. It caught you up if you were behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tracy, what do you feel like you are really like? What What is your heart? Like, what is this? This is what I want to give these precious children. Yeah. So this is a strange story to share, but I can remember just a few years back sitting in a library um, with my kids at one of those meetings and where they're, you know, doing storytelling and my kids are like in second or third grade and there's just 200 kids sitting in that room. And I, I can, since we've taken over the youth group, I've remembered sitting in that library room, looking at all those kids thinking just that truth. Like what if they knew the love of God? Mm. Like just (laughs) what, like just knowing what they were about to face as they grew, but like the power of what if you guys knew the love of God? What if you knew your identity? What if you, what if you knew how much he cared? Like, and just that it's, it's overwhelming. And I have felt like the Lord said recently when we've had the kids in, um, in the lodge on a Wednesday night and everybody was there, it's like, he reminded me of just sitting in that, that library thinking that and just the potential that Dave and I have like to, to help plant those seeds, like to know their identity, to know the love of the father, to know the goodness of the father, to know what family looks like and what it's like to love people deeply. Like, um, I'm just excited to be in that place and to get to see God do that. Cause that's what he's about. <laughs> Do you hear that passion? Do you see that? Yeah. That's the passion I'm talking about right there. So, um, so and, like, I'm sorry. That's my wife. <laughs> oh, somebody's over there. Look at him all busted out. He's all proud. So, so you mentioned about sitting in that classroom and looking at those children and thinking, man, if they only knew. Yeah. Um, so, and I'll ask this question to both of you. David, I'll let you start. Tell me some of the good news and some of the good stories that are happening since you started. I mean, you can even use, you know, fourth, fifth grade or even in youth ministry today that you're like, man, that's a, that's a really gold nugget right there. That's a great testimony. I, I have to recap on something that's happened recently and because okay. it's still stuck in my head that I can't get over. And awesome. it's just that we recently just went to a beach retreat yeah. and on this beach retreat, um, the, the joy of baptism, the joy to mm-hmm. watch children mm-hmm. say that they want, they don't always understand, but the fact that they want to give 
their heart to Jesus. Mm. They may yes. flumble the next day or they may do something. It's, it's irrelevant. But the fact that they stepped out that day and said they gave the, to give the joys to, to everything they have to Jesus. Yeah. And for me to have the ability to actually perform a baptism from someone who has never been raised or grown up in a church environment, <laughs> that to me is nothing but good news. Yeah. And I will do this over and over again mm-hmm. to yeah. watch the child be baptized in the fact that they're saying they're doing it new again. Yeah. And because some had already been baptized, but just to be able to do it new again, that's good news. It's to watch the children to be able to walk up to us and say, I want to know more. Why am I struggling? And there's the fact, there's the relationships that you develop between the fourth and fifth grade all the way up to now to where they're seniors and you meet these people. The family unity that they're going to share with you, it's that relationship that we have established through these people, these kids, and now becoming adults that they'll share anything with confidence to know that you're going to help them and you're not going to talk different about them. And you're not going to go down there and tell their parents or, I mean, some things need to be said, but that you're not going to, you're not going to judge them. You're going to love them. Yeah. Period. And to me, that's the good news. Yeah. Oh, that's such good news. Gosh, David. That's good. What about you, Tracy? Yeah, I think, you know, David and I have been a part of Bethel for the last six or seven years and um, have been like in the revival culture, like loving the truths that have been transforming our life, loving running after healing, loving running after the goodness of God loving running after those big truths. Um, but I feel like as I'm just getting to know these kids, because again, yeah. this is like maybe five weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so oh, this is a new great. thing. Sure. Um, but I think the thing that I think is, is just offering safety, like I, and, and mm-hmm. creating identity, like, um, helping the kids really know their value. Like, I feel like that is, that's the huge, you know, thing that that I want to go after or the thing that I see even like, like I said, we've only been doing this for a short amount of time. So the beach trip was the first time where we got to, to spend a long amount of time with the kids and just really watch them developing friendships with each other and start to ask questions and have small groups where they can kind of crack open their heart and kind of ask those questions that they may, because they may not be ready to run after revival just yet they don't know that's coming, you know, it's, 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 yeah. and some of them are running after revival. So I think that's the, the mix in a youth group is creating an environment where everybody feels safe to, to experience the fullness of God, whether it's brand new to them and healing somebody or praying for somebody is the scariest thing in the world, or whether they've grown up in our kingdom tops doing that since they were four years old, we've got a culture that mixes all of that together oh. So I think just creating a safe environment for them to feel free, yeah. to grow in their identity, and to yeah. grow in the places that, that God is, 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 is taking them, which I think will be revival, which will be yeah. all these great, crazy testimonies. Um, you know, we saw one of that, those testimonies this, uh, on the beach trip where one of the girls was dealing with some serious stomach things, and... Um, and it felt physical and it felt overwhelming and she wanted to go to the room. And instead we chose to pray and ask Jesus to, to remove it. And she was like, oh my gosh, I completely feel my stomach. <laughs> it's it's gone. What just happened? And, so and then she had the rest of the week and she just yeah, had great. no more pain. So just giving them taste of that. like So I feel like we're taking the culture that we've 
really grown in over the last six years and getting to introduce it to them or or fan the flame when it's already been instilled in them. It's, youth group has a mixture of everything, oh, right? Absolutely. So sure. you just verbalized it so well, the mixture. Our kids are in your youth group mm-hmm. and oh my goodness, their feedback. Um, our middle daughter, David actually baptized. And it yeah. was of her own free choice. And of our three girls, she's, she's our daughter. That is, she just is, you know, she's a watcher. It's our Mia. And mm. Mia watches. Eden and Ava are experiencers. Boy, they jump in there. and they. But it, it, it was so funny when we got that text. Mia's getting baptized. It was from Eden. Mia's getting baptized. We thought, wait. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you guys are knocking the top off of it in your first five weeks. Well, since we have you here, I got to know. Tell me about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I awesome. want to know, and not just a few people, but I just, do you ever look at folks and I just think, ah, what's your favorite thing about Jesus? What are you seeing in Jesus? Oh, what awesome. is it that drew you to Jesus? Let's just talk Jesus. Do either one of you want to start or just what, what does that even provoke in you when we start talking about him and your relationship? Like, what has he done? What is he doing? Where is your point of connection with him that you're just like, oh, I'm weak in the knees. I'm going to pass out. I think you're wonderful. Mm. Like, what is it about Jesus? Where where are you hearing him? What are you hearing from him? And, and, and where is your heart just exploding because of Jesus? <laughs> David is pointing to the passion. <laughs> But he knows if I start talking, he might not get to. So I'm going to shift it to him first. This is wisdom and courtesy happening right here. I should get his few man words out. Then we'll let him. You know, I have to go back and just in time when, you know, she meant, Tracy mentioned earlier that, you know, I was not growing up in the church and, um, and yes, I did get baptized at 13 at a Gold Coast Christian camp because that was the cool thing to do. Um, but Jesus was still there. Yeah. And I, I bet and, he loved every second of it. I yeah. did. I did. And, um, but then, you know, then you, you become a teenager, not in a Christian home, and you chase other things that are not Christian-like. And then you get stuck in that stuff. And then you move forward and then you realize at one point, you know what? I need to find Jesus because Jesus is the ultimate. He's the, he's the ultimate. He's my ultimate friend. And it's so funny. You say, where do I see Jesus? I see Jesus all over because he took a man um, like me and continued to just love me. Mm-hmm. And I gave an illustration the other last night at youth group is that it's like Jesus was always behind me holding me by my coattail, but he would never let me totally fall off the cliff, but he was always holding me and just loving me and caring for me. And I always, I never really felt his presence until I was probably 28 years old. Um, and then I just realized, you know what, this is it. I have to give everything I have to him because he's given everything to me. Was that in one experience? That was just in one experience. And then I just tried my darndest to just continue to follow Jesus. Um, Can can you crack that open just a little bit? Sure. Tell us just a little bit about it. Unpack this experience. It's obviously (laughs) weighty and wonderful. So um, this is still PG. So for all the parents out there that are listening. (laughs) 
um, to crack it open a little bit, um, yes, I have a troubled youth, um, and I, I did not, you know, to crack it up further, I just did not have the home environment. I'm from a divorced family, different things from abuse to everything you can think of um, did transpire in my home. So, but I followed a wrong path. And then at 28, um, it's like more like 27. Yeah. More like at 27, I cut the, I got in trouble and I went behind some doors, which we will call a jail. Um, <laughs> and when we say that with laughter because my wife calls it a prison. I never made it to prison um, and I don't have any intentions on going to prison. He thinks there's a distinction, but to those of us who did grow up in the church, jail, prison, they're all the same. <laughs> at vacation Bible school, they taught us it's all the same. Somebody's wearing an orange outfit. So I did have a jumpsuit. And so when, when the doors slammed at that point and here I am a single father of two children well excuse me three children um one who I did not know and then two who I did know and they were I was raising my two kids and to watch a door be slammed shut mm. with no idea if it's ever going to open up again you tend to find something different mm-hmm. and at that point um there was a man who would come around and would just, I guess they call them the jailhouse ministers and they would come around and they would just talk to you. And I started listening and listening with, with resistance. But then at that point, it was so ironic and especially in the culture we're in, um, Benny Hinn was on TV. And after I listened to the old man tell me about Jesus through the jail, then we're watching the Benny Hinn show and I'm like, Okay, Jesus, you are talking to me in weird ways, but you're talking to me behind mm-hmm. bars. And I'm like, I take you here now and give you everything I have, and I'm not going to quit. Wow. And and from that point on, I went the process, and I did whatever Jesus wanted me to do. I didn't fight anything. I didn't go kicking and screaming. And, mm-hmm. and so the good news is that Jesus was always there, and then that he helped me. It wasn't a gravy walk. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, open up the doors and two days later I'm out. No, I was in that jail for another seven months. Yeah. and But then I finally got out and things just happened. My kids came back. Wow. Like they just were dropped at my doorstep and said, here's your kids back. And I'm like, seriously? that it, That's all Jesus. That's, that's, that's all that's Jesus. Yeah. Because most people that come out of this, something like that, you have to figure out, well, I got to pay child support. I have to, how am I going to get my kids back? How am I going to see my kids? I'm here. I am. I'm being judged. I'm not going to see my kids and nobody's going to give me a job. And all these things opened up career paths, jobs, kids coming back, Whoa. people, people giving back my cars that I thought were repoed and just things just happened. And it's just like, tell me Jesus is not here. Yeah. Right. Jesus yeah. is totally in this. Mm. And I never look back and wow. But it was also hard because here's a man who lived a troubled life, yet trying to encourage my children, my two older children, to love Jesus was challenging. Sure. I had to live a life that there's like, who is this guy? This, this. So that was still the challenge, but I never let that forsake me. And that God's just always been in it. So that's, yeah. I cracked it open for you. So well, it's, it's amazing a, a door slamming like that and a, a faithful man to come through prison and then to see Benny Hinn on TV like mm-hmm. that. 
think that that's your connection point, and all of a sudden the word just cracks open your heart. I think that's just beautiful. It's wonderful. And, and, and a little humor. I don't have a a a uh, prison number. It's jail. You did. <laughs> We are totally identifying ourselves here. Like, <laughs> oh, David, gosh, I, I hear faithfulness and mm-hmm. I hear friend. Like those, maybe yes. in, if any of us could pick favorite things about Jesus, it's a funny question. But but it sounds like to me you have just indulged in and and received from him his beautiful faithfulness and his friendship. You sound like a friend, a friend of Jesus. Thank you. Yeah. And the funny thing is, real quick, also a little backdrop the. Job is my favorite story. I love that story. And I say that because... We did fist bump when no one can see. (laughs) But the prison ministry preaches on Job a lot of times because obviously Job who lost everything. And I so... I think when God gives us things, he gives us the parables or a story that is so relevant within your day that you're in. And that was such a a story that was impact because obviously we know the story of Job where he loses everything. Well, I did. But in the end... Job gets everything back. Double, double. David. And oh here gosh, I didn't just get double. But here, well, here I am back now today, 20 some years later. I don't feel like I got double. I feel like I got triple. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, seriously. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Tracy alone yeah. is triple. Oh, thank you. <laughs> One of my favorite things to say about David and our story, and when we met, he was a single guy raising a 10 and 13 year old. So, it had been several years from that story. And we met and, um, and he had this crazy past that like was crazy and different yet. He didn't grow up knowing the things in the Bible or doing that going on the mission or the life that I had had, he did not have. And yet the, the thing that I would say about him when I spent time with him and watched him with Matt and Gabby (laughs) was, I'd never seen anybody who acted like Jesus, who represented the fullness of Jesus the way I had, the way he did. And he was a friend of Jesus. And that was just so, it's why I fell in love with him is because he just had this very childlike faith that I'm just believing. And there just wasn't a lot, there was no religion attached to it at all. It was just, I'm a friend of Jesus and what's he doing today? And let's go do it. And, um, it's it's just been true. We've been married twelve years, and I've just watched that grow and grow and grow, and and it's awesome. Well, obviously it was awesome because she was smitten. She yeah. married you, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Trace, what about you? What what is it that you would just Jesus, yeah. Jesus? What is he saying and done, and mm. who is he to you? Jesus is my best friend for sure. And, um, that's such a big question. Like like when you are a person that like has passion, like I'm like, what's he doing? He's, he's doing everything. Like he's sustaining me. He's encouraging me. He's laughing with me. He's loving me. He's teaching me how to be a mom. He's mainly taught me how to say yes. Um, and I think that is what he's currently doing. And even with the, the youth position, um, it, it, it's very funny because when you're younger, you, you set these visions for what you're going to do or what life's going to look like. And you have this plan, um, and our life story and our plan has had so many twists and turns and nothing that I would have written 
necessarily. And yet the whole time Jesus is teaching me to say yes. Oh. And, um, you know, I, I wrote, we, I did the school of ministry this last year and we had to write a letter that we, to ourselves and then we were going to read it at the end of the year. So the youth position thing was not even talked about. It was not a conversation. And I, I in that letter, I wrote to myself and then I read it after the youth position was in place. And, but I wrote to myself, or you're writing from the Father to yourself, and I wrote something, I don't know specifically now, but it was something similar to, like, I know you're going to say yes to me, Tracy, but are you willing Are you willing to say yes to my yes to you? Like, like you'll say yes. Like, I'm not worried that you're going to be faithful, but, like, will you say yes to whatever it is that I'm asking you, of you? Like, is is my yes on your life okay with you? Not just, you know, your yes. And um, it was just really interesting when I read that because I would have never saw us doing youth ministry. And and it was just like the Lord giggling with me, like, this is my yes right now. Just like that was my yes then. And, and just learning how to say yes to him because it's fun and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And his goodness follows when we say yes to what he's yeah. doing and what, what he's up to. So do you think personally that the yes is just because the yes with him is so much fun? I do. Like, I think he's just so faithful in the yes. Like he, like we've done a lot of crazy things. You know, three years ago, the yes was David wants to have a restaurant. So we built an ice cream parlor and ran that. And that was our yes. (laughs) Like it, and I feel like we have so many fun, exciting stories that we're going to look back on our life because Mainly David knows how to say yes really well. He's the and yes I'm man. learning to say yes. You married the yes, Jesse. <laughs> because I'm I'm realizing that Jesus is yes, just it's just full of so many good things. It's it's fun and it's it's exciting and it's where he shows up and it's where intimacy with him is is grown and it's where my dependence on him is just so obvious. <laughs> Guys, that's beautiful. I'm here in a second. I want to direct towards your 12 years married, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how I want to hear a little bit, what, and I know a little bit of it, but you're getting together and that kind of thing in your marriage. We'll talk just a smidge of marriage. But so redirect me because I don't want to get completely swept up talking about Jesus and forget about. I got your back. You got my back? <laughs> Thanks, mm-hmm. baby. You are. You got my back. Mm-hmm. So we were recently reading in the Song of Solomon, the Song of Songs in the Passion Version, which who Mm. could recommend it highly enough? I just, there are truly no words. It's beautiful in all the versions I've known, but the Passion, wow, it is so wonderful. And Kevin and I were so honored recently, we actually got to marry a a couple that had been, Mm. or the, the wife had been in first year. Yeah. So it was so wonderful. We're doing the ceremony. We pulled the ceremony out of Song of Solomon. Hmm. And um, <laughs> I don't even remember what, what chapter it was, but it's the chapter, the bridegroom. So Jesus, so God is falling all over the bride, us. And he's just, I mean, gushing in the most wonderful. You're mm-hmm. just wonderful. I, you know, in one part, not this part, but look away. I can't even keep gaze with you because I'm so overwhelmed. I mean, he's just this romantic Mm. busting at the sink, passionate, (laughs) wildly in love man that can't even keep eye contact Mm. with his bride because, I mean, you know, so he's, he's just doing his thing in the the beginning of this chapter. He's just, oh, it's this about you and I love this about you and you're so marvelous and I'm going to do this for you. And you're just reading this and I, I, I'm thinking, Mm. 
I'm about to get raptured, and I'm not even sure how I feel about the rapture. I don't even know if it's theological. I didn't know, but I think I'm about to get raptured. I mean, I can feel this in my chest. Mm. And then right after that, after all the gushing, he goes, "Come with me. We'll climb high mountains." We'll yeah. go straight into the lion's den. <laughs> and in my soul, a screeching halt happened. I was like, mm. and I got so tickled. And I told Kevin, and we've been laughing about it since. That's awesome. This is a hoot about him. Yes. I mean, you you know about him that he adores you from the second uh-huh. that you see yeah. him. The second that you feel him. The second that you get a glimpse. I mean, it's all of us have been drawn yeah. in by this love, just this. Yes. And so that that's, but then to learn about the Lord, that he is this wild adventurer, oh my goodness. that he loves lion's dens, that he is looking for yeah. lion's dens so he can rush in and change everything, that he's looking for dangerous mountains to climb just because it's fun to him. It is. Is hilarious. <laughs> it's great. That's it's a great, great I know. Uh, I, I told him. Oh, I told him. I was like. Had I known about this in my 20s, I wonder if we would be where we are now, <laughs> you and me, sir. <laughs> there are so many things that yeah. we, you know, all of us, we were like, wait, what? Yeah. What are we doing? I thought you just adored me. Yeah. I, I was happy like for the rest of our lives to be about you adoring me. And it yeah. is. like We never leave. But man, he is this. Yeah. Let's change the world. Let's save the children. Let's mm-hmm. love them. Let's, I mean, it's wonderful. Yeah, that is. So I heard... I That's hear so that in your story. Yes. I'm like, Tracy says the yes. I'm like, I think you're funny that yeah. you love lion's dance. That's what you're looking for. Him. Okay, yeah. I'm right behind right you. Right. Yes, yeah. sir, to yeah. you, sir. And when you've been with him long enough, you actually learn to love the lion's dance with him. And that's what's crazy, right? Like, I feel like I'm, I'm okay with the lion's dance. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like to me that Jesus has found two of his lovers that will say anything. <laughs> you. Really? Right. So so speaking of lovers, lovers of him, so t- tell us a little bit about, just a little bit of story about how you two met and um, and and how, um, yeah, I, I mean, because I, I know a little bit of the story, but how was the Lord, Lord in it and what happened? How, how did you guys meet? And- it's actually a fun story and... I have to let her share one of the parts because it's it's really that's it's, that's this is this is where God is at in the part that she's going to say and I think we've we've said this in a few times so she knows what to come in at but we met on eHarmony um, and so at the time I don't know today you know almost thirteen years later mm-hmm. if it's still that type of an organization I don't know those things we don't follow it but this could be yeah <laughs> <laughs> with that being said everybody who's single this should be. <laughs> so we met on eHarmony, and when we met on eHarmony, um, I, I was I knew because I had already been single for so long, and I knew that I was like, Lord, it's time for me. But also being a single parent, you don't know how to find somebody unless you choose the wrong path, like yeah. whatever you know, the bars or whatever. And that, that was never me, so I was not choosing that option. So I got on eHarmony, and I started you know chatting with Tracy. And it is funny that, so we start chatting and she accepts my friendships and then she accepts my, the, the relationships and then she gives me her phone number and actually you probably need, cause you tell it better than I do. So tell this part, go for it, the whole thing. Yeah. So it, it is so God, our eHarmony story, because he had gone off of eHarmony and 
Um, they sent him a free extra month, so he got matched with me in that free extra oh, month. So which is terrible. I love this story Freebie. already. And the last day, <laughs> the, yeah, the last day um, that I had gotten on on eHarmony because the Lord, I was leaving work one day, and the Lord was like, "You are just not getting on there because you're afraid you're going to be rejected, and I'm not going to reject you. Like, give it a try." And so I turned wow. around. I went I looking for your yes, even then. Trace. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got on there. I'm like, oh my gosh. I called my mom. I was like, I'm not paying for my own date. So it's a hundred bucks if you want me to follow through with this. Anyway, so. And I was free. <laughs> so we, we got matched actually like the last day. I promised my mom I would do it for 30 days. And so it was the end of that 30 days and it had not been fun. And. So she actually had my password and would go on there and see who was on there. And so I she, love your mother. I mean, I've never met her, but I'm in love with her already. It was she awesome. Sounds marvelous. She called me and she goes, "Oh my gosh, I just have a feeling about this guy. There's a picture on there, and he has two precious children. And please, I know this is your last day. Just answer his questions. Understand, this is the last day that she's on. That yeah, she's well, the last day. My word. Yeah, well, she was going to get off. So I was this done. Is her last and day. so, Mom, mighty woman of yeah. faith, prophetess to the nations. No kidding. She knew. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we, you know, uh, very quickly started talking and um, dating. David was like, if he has a yes on something, he moves very fast. So he was calling me like five times a day and we'd only gone out one time and I wasn't so sure about him after that first date. And so in, yeah. the, in the phone call, one of these... Shake their penis off. <laughs> one of our last phone calls I said you're scaring me back off you're calling me way too much oh, I don't know what to do with this I love this story so then Watch he this. says this is God so he says <laughs> David's like no I have a friend and his name is Jesus yeah. right. yeah. and he says can I ask you a question I was like yeah and he says have you been praying for somebody to pursue that loves Jesus to pursue you with all he's got and I went Yes. He goes, so are you asking me to stop doing that? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, how did you know? Did you just know? The Lord gave me the words to say. And the the crazy wow. thing about that is within like a month prior to that at church, I had written on a, a little sticky note, like, I want somebody with, to pursue me with the love of Jesus with all he's got. Like, I had written those words, and I still had that little blue piece of paper. And, like, in that moment, I was like, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. We'll, we'll have a second date. Um, I'm ready oh, Friday. Right, this could officially be called "Bold as a Field of Garlic," and it is good. <laughs> so I have never regretted that yes or his pursuit of me, and he is my best gift. And speaking sure. of the yes, the yes turned very fast because, yeah. with that being said, this was this was just about the May, April, April, somewhere around that time, and. So we just started dating, and then sometime in May, um, I proposed. Oh my goodness! And we were married in August. Yes. Oh my goodness! We only dated for six months. We've never really had date nights yet. We're still working on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sarcasm there, but yes. No. Yeah. So you really fast. And Jesus says yes on something. You just go for it. You can't tell Jesus no. Yeah. Trace, you're onto a theme. You should develop this into some book yeah. that we can let other people know. read. That's super helpful. Yes. This yeah. is great. Great story. Well, you guys have all the evidence of wonderful. Really, from the start, this was yeah. wonderful to now. It is wonderful. So yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you for meeting with us. Yeah. And again, everybody, this is David and Tracy Murray. Now you can love them as much as we love them. Amen to that. I like it.